And that appears to be working. Uh, welcome to episode 125 at Mighty Watch Podcast. Uh, I'm absolutely bricking it. I don't know about you, Casey. No, you know what? I've, I've still, I think I've still got the residuals of last season of just being like, eh, you know, we're in the Premier League now. We, we, if we don't win tomorrow, we'll win another game. That'd be fine. Yeah, because, especially because we didn't go, you didn't get used to it. Yeah. So I did like I don't know if the case like as we're getting on the bus I'll just turn to look at you like ah oh, shit son <laughs> yeah well um we'll get onto the game this this podcast will be quite brief obviously we did as preseason predictions a couple of days ago uh, that covered most of the stuff that we need to talk about really um, and then even the ones that we didn't do we did on stand your ground last night. So we've pretty much covered all of that. But there has been a couple of bits of news. One of them doesn't actually class as news, really. But Marcelo Bielsa has signed a one-year deal to manage Leeds United. We knew that eight months ago, probably. It's just nice to have it officially confirmed. Yeah, it's. I'd love to see what Marcelo Bielsa's to-do list is because everything seems to get put ahead of the of sign the contract to the point where I don't know if he's like, Passively aggressively, you've got Angus Kinnear leaving one in his locker at the swimming pool with some post-it notes on it, and just go like, "Hey, whenever you're ready, Marcelo." And, and you know, then he gets to his his, t- his regular table at the canteen because I assume he has a seat. And, uh, yeah, and it's just it's... there on the table. I've said to her, I was saying to my dad yesterday that it's very different because last season, in the build-up to the Liverpool game. People were going, oh, I really want... Me included, to be honest. And I, I wouldn't say I was worried, but I was going, I wish you'd just sign this contract so it's done. And there were people genuinely panicking before that Liverpool game last season. This year, even though he has again signed it a couple of days before the first game, like left it to the absolute last second, I didn't see a single Leeds fan worrying about it. No, and, and I suppose it's... You're kind of used to it in a strange way, despite the fact it is. I don't know anyone else that conducts business like he does in this regard. You know, it's but you have that trust as a man who you know is going off to watch the youth teams play and is is clearly always doing something. It's not as if he's disappeared on holiday for two weeks in a bit in the midst of all this. Where you go. Oh, I wonder where he's gone on holiday. I wonder if he's gone to Spain. Oh, I wonder if he's looking at a job over there. Or, like he's just like, no, you know what? I, I've been tech, I've been checking the average temperature of the swimming pool every day at one o'clock, and that's you know, once once I've done my research there, then then we might get to the contract. Yeah, um, it just seems to be. He, I suppose he is different to everyone else, but we're used to it now, and I hope he stays forever. Someone who's signed a contract that means that they're going to stay for nearly forever until we sell him to PSG next summer for £500 million. Uh, Ilan Melier has signed a new five-year deal at Leeds. That was great, then. It, obviously, it will have been going on longer than this, but it's quite nice going from getting the notification on the Athletic last night to a deal is done. Yeah, it did come very quickly, didn't it? Because obviously... We knew they were in talks with a fair few of them, like Bamford's is pretty much going to happen by the sounds of it. Uh, there's a couple of others that they're in talks with. I'm assuming they're in talks with Phillips over a new one, even though he's got three years left. But the Melier one, it seemed to get, it seemed to be very quick. And 
it's a really negative way for me to think about it, but it's true, unfortunately. This is a bit of a protect your asset one because I just think he's that good that someone is going to pay a nugget of money for him in the next couple of years. Yeah, it's just kind of the nature of the beast at the moment that if, if we're not in a competitive position in Europe, you know, by the time... By the time two years rolls around, you've got a 23 or 24-year-old goalkeeper who will have then had three years of first-team football in the Premier League under his belt. And it is going to be a commodity to someone. I think, you know, I think it would make a great addition to PSG's bench. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I love Elan Melier, but you can't be that age and go... I'm going to go there and compete with Donnarumma, who is, you know, the same age as me. And always remember that Donnarumma didn't play last night in the first game for PSG. He played Navas. Yeah, yeah it's a uh, best squad is mental. But I'm, I'm really glad we've got him tied down. I think, obviously, he's not perfect, none of them are, but he's a really, really good young keeper and he's only going to get better for the next few years. And I'm kind of glad that when he decided to have his massive bollocks up, it was in a pre-season game. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, again, we're in that fortunate position now where the, the, the pressure is off, that we don't have to win every game. And, and yeah, as a goalkeeper, you're going to have mistakes looked at. But, he, you know, all goalkeepers make mistakes anyway, regardless of, of how old he is. But you look at some of the saves he made and his decision-making's very good. He's so agile. He's got the bassy tones of Barry White. And the extended limbs of Mr. Tickle. It's it's everything you could ever want in a goalkeeper. Yeah, I mean, his voice has been known to uh, result in pregnancy just from an interview. It's it's ridiculous, his voice. He, uh, <laughs> it, could, it could tell me anything. And I'd just go, I'd just look up at him and just think, God, you're handsome. <laughs> and it's not actually about what he looks like. It's just the voice. He's so um, fresh. It's, it's the fact that he's so fresh face. Yeah. It's, um, it's like no, it's... One, no one out there is going to get this reference, but he, he sounds like Loki. Not I... Loki. Not Loki. Low key. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to say he's uh, he's like that kid you never actually see in Scrubs who's got the ridiculously deep voice. He's like, my mama said you got lollipops. And everyone's yeah. like, what? KSA, I don't think you should be doing that voice. <laughs> it's fine. It's it's. I think it's only implied the race <laughs> of that child. Um, but yeah, obviously glad to have him turned down. And uh, well, I believe. Oh, as it goes, I've still got it open in a tab. So one of our things to predict to us who will be the first new international cap at Leeds United. Uh, you said Bamford. I said Klassen. So Rafinha's been called up by Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we even spoke about him because I think you even said he's he's definitely making a squad this season. Yeah. Um, and I think I, I assume that part of the thinking is that Brazil have just come from a Copa America and the Olympics, so now might you know this first international break for them might be a good time to to try a couple of different players. Yeah, and also they've got to play, it's not two games, it's three games. So there'll probably be a bit of rotation as well. And uh, and uh, Cheech was um, 
very complimentary about him in his press conference and stuff. And the way he's spoke about him makes people think he's going to play. At least one of them. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, based, based off last season, he, he does deserve a go at least. Yeah. Massively pleased for him just don't get injured. Yeah. Uh, and it sounds like with the way the games are, because it's three of them, he'll be really pushing it in terms of getting back for the Liverpool game. Like, yeah, but because for games on a Sunday, so it's fine. Yeah, because for games on a Sunday, it might be all right. But I suppose, you know, they're gonna like they'll be missing Firmino as well, won't they? So just one piece, and Allison as well. But for a keeper, I don't think it matters as much. So it sounds from the way you were talking before that you're a lot more confident about this game than I am. I am. Um, I don't know confidence the word. It's more. I'm more nonplussed about it at the moment. Like, I, you know, obviously I'm thrilled to be going. I'm, I'm really excited to be to be back at you know a proper game in a proper crowd. But my, my position is still very similar to to last season that. And I think, you know, we both made our predictions as to where Leeds are going to finish. You know, I don't think... It, it, we're both thinking if we got the same as last season, you know, that good season again. So I think I can still keep that mind, you know, that mindset of, well, we're going to win someone, we're going to lose some this season. That's, yeah. that's just how it is for mid-table. Yeah. Um, anything less than, than 6-2, you know, big thumbs up. Well, I must admit, although I am a pessimist, I... Do have it down in mind as less than six two. Uh, it's been a bit weird. I did briefly look at some of uh, Scum's preseason stuff, and I it does appear that it still will be four two three one. They've had a couple of little flirts with other things, but it looks as if it's going to be four two three one as it was last season. Last time they had Fred and McTominay in middle, and McTominay just. I mean, Fernandez just dragged Phillips off to the side, left a huge hole in the middle, and McTominay ran into it all day. And we just couldn't cope with it. Um, in the home game, Dallas was in there. So he did that sort of zonal role where he isn't man-marking the whole time, and he's able to kind of cover it. So I'm desperately hoping that we play Click and Dallas in this game. Because... Um, I just, I can't, I am all right with, I, I think Rodrigo's a really good player, but got, it's just not the game for him this at all. No. Um, it's one of those, it's it's that thing now of, now now that you've seen what can happen, and, and that is the worst that can happen, essentially, mm. that that is the scary side of it, that you, you've actually seen that it's not just a threat, it is, you know, 198 potential Scott McTominay bursting through midfield. <laughs> um, I don't, the, my thinking at the moment is, you know, obviously he said Bruno Fernandes, um, so, you know, pulling Phillips out of position. Uh, can't pull him out of position if you don't play Calvin Phillips, though. Yeah, point at head, smart like wrestler. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think Phillips is going to start this game. Um, we know what Bielsa's is like with match fitness. And even if he's worked his bollocks off all week, I think that Bielsa will have had him running into everything and Phillips will have done everything asked of him. And then Bielsa will go, you're on the bench, I don't think you're match fit. And I think we'll play Robin Cock. The, the only reason I, I give it, I'd say, 
I, to be honest, I'd go 50-50. It's purely because, and I know this, you know, this is a different set of circumstances. Whenever he's been injured, he comes straight back in. No one else does that. They normally have to yeah. have those 23s games. Calvin Phillips does typically yeah. I think get was straight one, back in the team. I think one of the times last season when he came back, he was on the bench for first game. You know, it won out of sort of three or four times where he had to drop out and miss a game. Yeah. But I'm not, to be honest, I'm not 100% sure. I can't really remember. And I also think that a lot of this comes down to, because they, uh, they've said in the press conference, Furpo is fit. Do, does he start though? Because, I mean, he does for me because I want Dallas in midfield. But if he doesn't play, that puts Dallas at left back. And that changes a lot. Yeah, I, I, I you know, I very much agree with you that I would like to see the, the Dallas click partnership as, as something a bit more solid in there. Um, and then maybe Rodrigo is the option with, with half an hour left, either either as a striker or, as, or you know, as the number 10. But, um, yeah, I, I, I would like to see Furpa. It's This is the problem with, with our transfer activity so far is that, obviously, we've got Furpo in and, and Furpo is on paper so so far an excellent signing but now we've sent all the other left backs away <laughs> and so there's him and dallas and i kind of want dallas to be occupied elsewhere yeah it's a it's an odd one obviously first game of season always feels a bit weird like i've seen a few rumblings and phillips has played a couple of pre-season games where he's been further forward like a few people saying, it wouldn't I, shock them if both Cock and, if both Cock and Phillips were in midfield. I was thinking about this the other day as to whether, like, oh, I, I'm not saying that Bielsa will have watched the England games and be like, I didn't know he could do this. Yeah. Like, obviously, he's aware that he's the greatest manager in the world. But I wonder if, if after watching that run of performances, it does and and kind of having an eye on what happened at Old Trafford last time, if it does make him think, well, this this is probably the more solid base where you've got Cock in there, you've got Phillips who has the legs for, for that role. It, it probably takes a bit of pressure off Click as well to have two more defensive-minded players in midfield then. And then you get Dallas playing left-back and, and being the best player in the world. See, for what it's worth, I don't think it's going to happen. But if we did play Cock and Phillips in midfield, I think Phillips would still be in the Phillips role and Cock would just be a sentiment. You know, like in that way that he did for like the last five minutes of a few games last season. Uh, I, still, I still think Lorente uh, would be the best option for that, given his playing <laughs> style at the back. Yeah, it's, uh, not, it's not as the holding mid, as the centre mid. Yeah. Like the, uh, the principle of. Belushi might might have been a better player if you'd have just played him at ten. Yeah, <laughs> it'd have still been an arsehole, but it wouldn't have cost us as many goals. Yeah, uh, no, but you, like I was like, Juventus is the one that's definitely missing. Uh, they also said that Shackleton's fit, and I know that he got the knock to the head, but because he was so impressive in preseason, it has made me wonder if that's what because if Cox playing DM and Juventus out. We're not gonna. Put, we're probably not gonna play Strauch and Cooper. So here comes, here comes it, the reshuffle on the opening day. So early. So I like because I've got that feeling that Phillips isn't gonna start. Which because Cock plays either way, he either plays DM or he plays right centre back. Where you enter being out. 
I've got this feeling that it'll be sh uh, back for Shaq, Ailing, Strauch, Dallas, which isn't really what I'd want it to be, but that's what I think it's going to end up being. Mm. I'll, I'll be interested to see whether opening day, if it, if we do move to back to Cooper or if it's if it's Strauch that's preferred. Um, I was just trying to think when you first said that, because... I'm pretty sure when we finished the game at Old Trafford, it was a back four of Shackleton, Ailing, Cooper, and Davis. Yeah. Which, you know, when you're just looking at something, how how is this? Yeah. Nil. How, how does this say Manchester United nil? <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. I suppose it's that thing of with the number of plays we've had away, and and obviously having a couple of. Knocks to to work around as well. It does make it intriguing going into into this one with certainly defensive. I know set first in terms of central midfield. We still don't really have that depth to where you you know outside of thinking will Rodrigo start or not. That you know it kind of fills itself. Otherwise, um, the other the, the, I think the good bit of news. That I've heard that from what I've read today is that on the other side of things is that it looks unlikely that Sancho will play. It definitely, well, it looks unlikely that he'll start. It sounds like he'll be in squad. Oh, yeah. Um, and Varane won't be playing because the deal isn't done yet and it would have had to be done officially and announced by midday today. I'm trying to remember which journalist it was I saw. It must have been last week that seemed very confident that Sancho would be starting this one. But he's not he's not played a preseason friendly for them. I don't think he's certainly not started one. No, apparently he was uh, he got ill <clears> after <throat> his break. Um they didn't say COVID, so I doubt it was because they'd have probably just been honest about it at this stage. Uh but he's only been back in training like this week. Now he's young and fit and he won't have lost too much because he went to Euros, etc. But they probably won't start him. Um the there's a few places we'll lead to pick themselves. Obviously, we've talked about the defence a lot, so we'll leave that for now. The midfield is the bit that you can't be sure on, because Melier will be in goal, Bamford will be up front, Rafinha will be on the right, Harrison will be on the left. Like That bit is all picking itself, but the middle is my, wheel, is my real worry. I just... It's not just like, I don't fancy Rodrigo, and click, so I, I won't click in Dallas. Like If Dallas has to play left-back, I'd, I'd genuinely, because I think he's got... A bit more discipline to him. I would rather have Click and Roberts than Click and Rodrigo for this game. Even though I do think Rodrigo's a better footballer. Yeah, I, I, the one the one thing that does fill me with confidence for Rodrigo is that one he now will have had a, a decent length preseason at least, and secondly. That you will have probably had more dedicated time to preparing for this game and what he would have to do in that yeah. role than, than you typically do the rest of the season. Yeah, and I suppose like I mean, they would learn from the mistakes of last season. You would hope because that that mistake been oh sorry was I meant to follow him? Yeah, oh, he's gone. Um, my oh, God, <laughs> sorry boys. <laughs> oh, he's Scott again. Um, yeah, like I, I'm not 100% sure what Scum's team's going to be. Like De Gea will be in goal because uh, Dean Henderson's been really struggling with COVID, hasn't he, for weeks? 
so probably Wan-Bissaka, Maguire, Lindelof, Luke Shaw as a back four because Varane won't be there. I mean, I think I think you can get a Lindelof. I've, I've never really fancy him. Because of how it went last season, you'd have to assume Fred and McTominay. And then it's a bit less sure because uh, Cavani's unavailable, isn't he? Because he's only just got back from Copa America. Rashford's injured. So, like, do you think they'll do that thing where they play Pogba off the left and have Fernandes at 10? And then... Do you reckon they'll stick, like, Greenwood or James on the right wing? My thinking would have been Greenwood. Yeah, well, and then Martial up front. Yeah. Mm. Which isn't the worst thing for us that Martial's up front. Yeah, I was going to say a similar thing, but I didn't want to say that and then have him score the hat-trick. Because <laughs> he's got I'll, plenty of ability. I'll say it for you. Yeah, but like of their options, he's, he's the one that isn't as strong, you'd say. Um, I do wonder, just because of the way we play and, you know, you press high, leave room in behind, it wouldn't shock me if he just plays Greenwood and Dan James on the wings and just drops Pogba for this. Yeah, I mean, I was saying to Alex when we did uh, Sandy Ground last night, um, it'll be interesting to see how Pogba gets used by them this season With now that Sancho's in as well and, and kind of because obviously he gets shuffled around whenever it's that they're going to play more defensively, which seems a ridiculous thing to do for someone who you paid you know, 90 odd million pounds for and is, is deemed to be one of the best players in the world to then go, yeah, but you know, we might be under it, under the cosh a bit today. So uh, I'm going to put you on the wing. He's still important though. He's still important when you're on the wing. It's one of the, if PSG hadn't already spent all the money in the world, I would have thought they'd be signing him because his contract's up end of season. Mm. And you would think that uh, as hilarious as it would be, you'd think Man United won't want to lose him for basically free for a second time. God, that'd be hilarious. Because <laughs> what was it, about 800 grand that he went to you there for? Yeah, he was, <laughs> he was 18 and 19 then, wasn't he? Yeah. And just, he went, no, you've not played me, I'm leaving. In fairness, they played Johnny Evans in midfield ahead of him or something daft. I think it was actually completely fair enough for him to tell him to stick it up his ass. Uh, I'm, like, I'm hoping that instead of Fred and McTominay, I'm hoping Matic plays instead of one of, instead of, one of them. Because I think he is less likely to break forward through the lines. And then our our pressing not being quite as good won't matter as much. Mm. Uh, and Matic has played quite a bit in pre-season, by the looks of it. And by the looks of it, Matt has played a fair bit off one of the wings. So he's another option to play wide, but I don't think that'll happen. I suppose this this has been a, a strange one just because of the now near endless cycle of football between the end of two seasons ago now pretty much then having a short break flowing into the next season, then major international tournaments, plus those that went to the Olympics. Mm. Looking at, you know, pre-season starting lineups, uh, there's not really been much of an indication for what you would expect a team to be, to be fielding for the majority of the season. Just because there's been, so, I think there's just been so many players that have been, as we rest. I know listening to, 
I think it was the Phil Hay show that said the PFA had brought in a rule now where players have to have a certain amount of holiday. Don't know, so I don't know if that's been something that's kind of affected a few of them where... Oh, because what somebody... Please think of the Paul Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I, I just wonder if it's a case of like where whereas in normally you would have footballers who would you'd have some footballers anyway who would dive straight back into pre-season hmm. and Pontus Janssen who's like ah you know what, I'm going to take these 14 days um yeah. the, the selfish bastard <laughs> um but yeah so I wonder if you know the footballers having to have that extra bit of time off has, has kind of affected a few plans that way uh, yeah, speaking of Pontus Janssen, he is starting in the middle of a back three for Brentford. In, I, don't, I am happy for him. Oh, I am as well. In I, an uh, alternative universe, we're, we're challenging for the Premier League with Ben White and Pontus Janssen as our centre-backs. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure everyone will be watching that later. I, uh, I said, I can't... There's a thing about, basically... There's a couple of... Like, not so much now that it's Nuno... But I said, like, oh, Mourinho's Spurs, that's a really bad matchup for us. And Man United are another one that are like that. Just the, the threat that they have up front and the way we play kind of plays into their hands a bit. Uh, and I wouldn't trade it. You know, I like the way we play and it's just one of those things. But I would prefer that we play a bit more second half of season leads than first half of season leads, where we're not quite as gung-ho with the pressing for this one. But in pre-season even when it hasn't worked at all, we seem to have been pretty gung-ho about the pressing. Yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, there, there, is, there is just that thing, and, and obviously, again, I totally agree with you and, and 99% of other people that in Marcelo, we trust, you know, he is the best. He's the best thing that's happened to us in decades. Every now and again, there's, there's, there's part you go, could we not just be a little pragmatic about this? Just, just, <laughs> just a little, please. Yeah, just a teeny bit. No. Listen, I know he has some sort of qualities, but no, don't put Jamie Shackleton at centre back. I know he probably had a really good <laughs> game in training or something, but come on. I, I, I must admit, in an it'll ne it would never happen, but I'd love to see Shackleton as one of the eights for this game. But it's not going to happen because. Even his good pre-season minutes were all at right back. Yeah, uh, I mean that's that's why I included that likely unlikely. Yeah, at least that's a game at centre yeah, mid. I think I think the problem with Shackleton is, I, you know that uh, you know the like you don't love me, you love the idea of me. <laughs> uh, I, I think I, I think Shackleton in centre midfield in the Premier League is a bit like that with me. In principle. Great engine, gets down, local lad, came through the academy, all of that. I just think, yeah, play him. But every time he gets a run, he gets injured. And it's just unfortunate, Like especially this one in pre-season. He really impressed everyone. Him, I'd say that the two names that were on the highest upward trajectory in pre-season, because Strauch was already high and he had a good pre-season. But I'd say it was Shackleton and Somerville. Hmm. And then that just concussion, because he won't also... I mean, he'll have been training a bit, but he won't be able to do full training either. Oh, uh, bless him. Because he's, I, I, like you say, he's one of those that you're just willing to do well. Um, and, and who knows? That so, you know, at this point, he might have 
kind of gone in with, okay, I'm a right back now. Yeah. That that's my lot and and maybe you know, maybe long term he will try and be the, the replacement for Luke Ayling when Luke Ayling's thirty seven and is finally thinking, All right. Yeah. This this is it now. Yeah, just after he gets his first England cap. Um yes. after all the other ones have retired or got injured. Yeah. So Obviously, this one we said isn't going to be a long one. All we really have is the predictions, but there's a couple of other things I was going to add. The bench, do you think Somerville's on it? Uh, we are at nine subs. There's nine subs, and I can't see how he hasn't ousted Pervader for that fourth winger. No, I don't think he is. <laughs> Fair enough. Jack, you are completely right and completely reasonable. No. Um, I, I, I think, again, you know, Bielsa has the players that he likes and that he knows better, probably. And I think Vader is, is probably still in that category at the moment. Right. Um, other ones that I was going to say is Cody Drama on the bench. He Considering probably, the injuries as well. He probably should be. Because, you know, if worst came to the worst, I'd, I'd still fancy him to do a job at left-back if he had to. Mm. Um, and he has yeah. played there. I have seen him play there. Yeah. you got, you got your Ente out. <sighs> Shackleton is fit. I'm going to say yeah. Yeah. And uh, the the final one of these that I had in my head, because I think, I think Gelhart's still injured. So, and I think... So there's two more. Greenwood's been involved all preseason. Do you think he makes the bench? It would make sense in terms of. To be honest, I don't like because I don't think Bielsa really looks at Rodrigo as our striker. I, I think he's so set on the, him in this ten role at the moment, still, and I think that's probably where he sees Greenwood as well. Uh, you see, I don't think Greenwood does because Rodrigo is there and Roberts is there. Yeah. So even though it's moving people oh God, around... I, for I forgot about Tyler Roberts and you've mentioned him already. Yeah. like if Sorry, Tyler. Yeah, if there's an injury to Bamford, please don't let there be an injury to Bamford or something. But if there is, I think he'd rather move a few things around and push them up. And the fa the last one, and by far the most interesting one, for sure... I'd, I'd love it. I'd love it, but I don't think it's going to happen yet. No. But Forshaw against Crew. Ooh, I'd love that. That's Cap got, even Captain if Adam. It, even if he's not ready, it should be Captain Adam Forshaw for that game. <laughs> can, can that be like the palate cleanser after Captain Kiko last year? Yeah. Or did you have to bring that up? Sorry. <laughs> We've finally got him to fuck off. <laughs> um, yeah, so the last thing. Uh, we have changed rules slightly. It's two points for a correct result and ten points for a correct score because I realised if I was doing it actual odds, there's not enough difference between them before there is now. And KC seems to be better at this bit than me and after the f massive hammering he got last season, he, uh, he could do with the points. So... Uh, Trip to Scum, what do you reckon? 
Uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be optimistic in as much as I'm gonna treat it like the start of a a major tournament and say that they're gonna go out to not want to lose. So I'm gonna say we get I'm gonna say we get a one all draw. That would be great. I I'd love to I'd love to just have something to celebrate. Obviously the first time going. Yeah. The way the way that I don't think you can read loads into preseason. We've just looked so open that even if we are much better, I still think we'll be too open for this game. So unfortunately I'm gonna go for us getting beat three one. Um, I really, really, really hope that doesn't happen, but I just I just don't think we'll get a result in this one. I do, at the moment, I do think we'll get a result against Everton, though, at home. But we'll come on to that later. Um, is there anything else that we need to talk about before we both individually get sat down to watch Brentford v Arsenal? Um, no. No, just quite content. Do it. I'm just trying to. I was just trying to think which kit will be, and I assume will be. Ah, see, with the away kit now, we can do my favourite thing of wearing the home kit, but wear the blue shorts. That'd be magic. What the four four at Goodison Park style? Yeah, yeah, that that's what I want. That's all <laughs> I wanted when we we don't need an away kit. We just need extra pairs, like extra coloured shorts, and we're fine. Yeah. Uh, well, hopefully we can get a result, but. This is the one problem with Man United being the first game. Otherwise, if if it was else, I think that I'd be able to go. Oh, it's just going to be nice to be back. But because it's them, there's none of that. I don't. I would snap your hand off for a horrifically awful, rubbish game of football that finishes nil nil. Right now, the only, see, the and only... even though I'm going, I'd still really enjoy it. See, my my counter to that is. For a team that goes through the preseason that we do, and for a team that's probably had as many players as away as Man United have, for a team that I think will be as fit as ours, it's probably quite a good time to go to a champ, you know, a Champions League club. Oh, it's not about it, football; it's about my health. Man United, yeah. being, Man United <laughs> being first is just. <laughs> it's just. I think it's just that thing of. There's every chance. Still, would have been the first game that you might catch them cold, and I, and, yeah. I, and, I, and I value that. Yeah, and uh, the last couple of years they have started quite badly. Mm. So it'd be and very we, nice. And, you know, we we beat Liverpool on the opening day last season. Obviously, that was yeah. a, that was a fantastic result. We you know beat Bristol Bristol City time before that, smashed Stoke before that. So uh, yeah, it's pretty much nailed on win this. Yeah, looking forward to reading back the BBC Sport report that says that, you know, or oh, if Rodrigo pushes Fred any further back, he'll be playing for Shakhtar Donetsk. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that'll do us for episode 125 at Mighty Whites Podcast. Um, there's various 1 to 20 predictions for the leagues up on uh, Through It All Together, which is on Twitter at THIU, it's all LUFC. Uh, you may as well read them now just because then you can start laughing at us when we're already wrong after four weeks, which we might be. Uh, we've all, Pretty much everyone has said Southampton will be shite, so they're probably going to get in Europe or something, because that's just no. the way it works. No. <laughs> I, thought, I will say I have seen quite a few Southampton fans that have basically started slagging Vestergaard off, saying he's but, not all that, and I was like, well, mm, 
He's not that quick. He's not quick, but he's decent. He's not quick, but who else have you got? Yeah. (laughs) Jack Stevens, who might not still be there. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I'll just put this up because we are about to finish. But Ali's saying with Cop playing in Calvin's position, I wonder whether we'll play alongside. Well, I say we're on about that earlier. I don't rule it out as a possibility. Um, but we'll, uh, yeah, we'll we'll leave it there. We'll probably back until Monday or Tuesday. One of them. We might. I mean, we might be back earlier if it's gone really well because we might just really want to talk about it. But uh, yeah, he follows on Twitter at Mighty White's Pod, and um, that'll do us. So I've been Jack. See ya. I've been KC. Have a good one. In a bit.